we can reflect on the Feast of Epiphany on two levels. First, we can do a close reading on a literary level, that is the exegetical level, looking at how things connect within the story. Second, we can also look at the Feast of the Epiphany on a spiritual level. And so we're going to do briefly these two levels. We'll look at them briefly and then bring the homily to a close. So first, the exegesis on a literary level. What is Matthew trying to do by this story of the Magi? The first thing we need to recognize is that Matthew's primary audience are Jewish readers. And so if we look at the intertextuality, looking at the internal connections between the story and other stories in the Old Testament, we begin to see exactly where Matthew is going with this story. Maybe let's look at the story of um, Joseph. I believe we all know the story right from childhood. We know the story. Joseph was a dreamer who kept seeing dreams and telling his younger bro- his brothers how things were going to turn out and he's going to be great and all that and they got jealous and they decided, all right, it's time to eliminate him. And long story short, they sold him into slavery, into Egypt and thought that was the end of the story. And then as the story went, he was still being a good person and then the wife of this master wanted something. I was like, no, I can't give you what you want and you will know the way the story went. Eventually he was locked up. While he was in prison, he started getting some revelations and was able to interpret dreams and so on and so forth. And then Pharaoh had a dream and Joseph was able to unpack the dream and that was how he was now given some position to store grains and make sure that the nation was not going to starve. And when starvation eventually came and his brothers came to Egypt looking for help, he recognized them and he was able now to save his own brother, save his own people save his own nation. And so Matthew in chapter 2, verse 15, now says that out of Egypt I have called my son. And so just like Joseph was sent into Egypt and out of Egypt saves Israel and saves the nation, Matthew is drafting a story that reminds all of us that there is a new Joseph in Christ, and that this child, as we read towards the end of the story, would go to Egypt, and that is where he will be saved, and out of Egypt, he will return to save his people. So that is one story that Matthew is trying to link with this story of the Magi. The second one is Moses. We remember the story of Moses? how there was a decree that every male child at the time, you know, in Egypt was not to survive. And so Pharaoh gave a decree that every male infant must be killed. But for some reason, Moses' mother 
placed him on a reed and put him on water, and uh, Pharaoh's daughter found him and now raised him as his own and adopted him, and so on and so forth. Are we beginning to see where Matthew is going with the connection? That so many infants had to die, but Jesus was saved just like Moses in order that he will be preserved to bring salvation and exodus to his people. And so in Christ is the new exodus. And so the story of the Magi, when we interconnect it, is really about Moses, about Joseph, about the story of Israel and how it is now culminating in Christ Jesus. And so on a literary level, what Matthew is trying to accomplish by the story we just read is that Jesus is indeed the Messiah. That Jesus is indeed the new Joseph. That Jesus is, as a matter of fact, the new Moses who has come to liberate us from slavery, who has come to set us free from the bondage in Egypt, and bring us to God's new kingdom. That's what we celebrate tonight, the Feast of the Epiphany. Now, finally, on the spiritual level, what do we take from this feast today? What has this feast got to teach us? So let's quickly look at some of the things that has happened in the story, and let's see how we can apply them to our own spiritual lives, to our own personal lives. I would imagine that the three wise men were not the only wise ones in their eastern region. So how does it happen that only three of them recognize the star? And the whole wide world universe, only three? Of course, there's something to learn from that. That is about spiritual awareness and spiritual recognition. The story of the Magi is an invitation to all of us for an awakening, an attentiveness to the star of the newborn king. Spiritual awareness is that ability to recognize God in your life as the center of your life. God as the foundation, as the root of your life. And so the three wise men are able to recognize the star because their hearts had been set on finding the newborn. And when the star appeared, they were spiritually aware, they were spiritually awake, and so they could recognize the star of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the first lesson I want us to take from our feast today is the need for us to continue to pray and ask for the grace for a spiritual awareness, a spiritual awakening, and a spiritual recognition. Second thing I believe we can learn from our feast today is the search and the journey of the three wise men. They left their eastern region and traveled across nations, traveled across boundaries, 
traveled across cultures because their hearts had been set on the star of Christ Jesus. What does it teach us? It's about our journey as Christians. About your journey and my journey as Christians. That we are called to walk the talk. We have been called to walk the talk. And that journey is something that must be trans transcending. It's something that must go beyond the boundaries that limit us. The limitations of the flesh. The limitations of the mind. The limitations of the materials around us. The wise men abandoned everything and set out on a journey in search of Christ Jesus. And that's our invitation to continue to walk with the Lord, to continue to journey with the Lord. And you know what? His star will always guide us. His word in the scripture will always guide us. And finally, the epiphany itself. The three wise men brought three gifts with them. And I believe that these gifts not only speak to the nature of Christ, but it also reminds us of our relationship with Christ. First, they give him gold as a sign of his kingship. As a sign of he being the king of the universe. And all of us are children of that kingdom. Each of us are noble. Each of us have dignity. Each of us have got honor because we are bearers of Christ. We carry Christ in our hearts. Second, they give Jesus the gift of frankincense, telling us that Jesus is God. He's not just godly, that Jesus himself is God. And what it means is that we now have a God who is immanent and also transcendent. We have a God who now lives with us. That's why he's called Emmanuel, God with us. And so the frankincense is a reminder of the daily presence of God in our lives. And each time we receive the Eucharist, each time we receive the sacraments, we are reminded of this gift of frankincense, the divinity and the God that dwells in us and dwells in our hearts. And finally, Jesus was given the gift of myrrh, signifying his passion, his death, and his resurrection. The gift of myrrh suggests to us that there is a purpose to the coming of Christ. And that Jesus has come 
to die for you and die for me that you and I may have life. And that's why Isaiah can tell us confidently that by his stripes we are healed. By his wounds we are healed. And so the myrrh, it's a recognition of the balm of Gilead that we have in our lives. The unction that heals and soothes us in our journey of life. The comfort, the strength, the grace that we all receive even as we journey through life. That God continues to heal and protect us. And so those are the things we celebrate today. That number one, that Matthew is reminding us that Jesus is indeed the Messiah. He is the new Joseph. He is the new Moses. And finally, on a spiritual level, we are reminded to continue to be spiritually aware and awake. And number two, to remain on the journey have our eyes on the star, remain focused on God, and keep walking the walk, and keep walking with the Lord. And finally, each of the gifts presented to Jesus has so much to remind us of the need to renew our relationship with God, remembering that we are children of God's kingdom, and that we have God with us, Emmanuel. And finally, that by his wounds, by his wounds, we are healed.